is the Electile Dysfunction Podcast with Ashton Cohen. Way more interesting than anything you're listening to on NPR. Probably less exciting than what you're watching on OnlyFans. Bruh. We're going to talk about the issues that really matter. Our country, our economy, the Fed, QE, GDP, BTC, NFTs, AOC, the CCP, Cardi B, Ow. Yeezy, Yellow Socks, Iran, Joe Biden's dementia, Come on, man. and probably sex robots. We stand for a free and open debate and exchange of ideas. And if you disagree with anything we talk about, you are a racist and no better than Hitler. What? Let's get started. Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lectile Dysfunction Podcast with Ashton Cohen. I'm Ashton Cohen. I'm joined today by Scott Nugent. Scott is a transgender man and founder of TRE Voices, a group of trans educators who oppose radical gender activism and seek to educate politicians and families about the reality of gender dysphoria and fighting to stop the medical transitioning of children worldwide. Uh, so we're going to discuss the issue of transgenderism today um, from someone who has a substantial knowledge about all, all issues concerning that subject and from someone whose perspective is, is different than the myopic viewpoint that is broadcast and propagated uh, by the legacy media and culture. Uh, so I've been wanting to talk to Scott for quite some time. It's a pleasure to have him on. Scott, thanks so much for uh, being with me. Thanks, Ashton. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it as well, man. So if, if you will, please give us, like, people unfamiliar with you, tell us a little bit of your background, how you got involved in uh, this activism now, and what your experience has been like. Well, at about the age of 42, 43, uh, I, I started to, to medically transition. And during that process, I, I went through significant health issues, uh, seven surgeries, a pulmonary embolism, a uh, stress-induced heart attack, a 16-month uh, infection that, that no doctors could, could help me with. No, no doctors understood what was wrong with me because, you know, trans health is experimental. And it, it almost killed me. And so, so I spent 17 months studying trans health. Uh, to try to save my own life. And, and in that process, I, I realized that uh, trans health is, is absolutely experimental. It's, it's detrimental to health. Uh, we're not talking about that. Uh, not to everybody, but most people have, have medical complications that come away from it. Nobody's telling people that. And so after 17 months, I, I figured out what was wrong with me and, and I kind of saved my own life uh, from that perspective. But there was a time when, when I, I knew I was going to die. And um, I, I had no doubt. And and it was uh, late at night one night and uh, I had been having pain and I passed out from pain and I and I woke up in my own urine and blood uh, from the infection. And I remember just breaking down and just, you know, you know, saying, God, the universe or whatever, if if you allow me to be here for my three kids, I'll I'll make sure that that I uh, let people know about. And I thought it was just the surgery. Right. Uh, I, w I would let people know about the surgery. And then uh, the further I went into this. I kind of, uh, with having retrospective doing it and, and being a little bit older, sitting back and going, what in the fuck are we doing? The children. Um, and so, so from there, I, I've grabbed onto to activism, which is basically, um, you know, I'm going to do this until medical transition is, is stopped, full stop, worldwide, for, for children. It's not for kids. Um, and so I stay in that lane, and, and that's why I'm here. So... We'll get to the children aspect as well, but let's just talk a little bit of a brief overview because people aren't familiar with all the, uh, as you've alluded to, the, the variables associated with some of these tests, these surgeries. 
So it's you say it's experimental. So like, what kinds of doctors are doing these? Is this is this the cream of the crop here? Um, you know, we don't have a lot of uh, of long term studies on this because this is something that we've only been experimenting with for a few years. So what are the complications that that have been most prominent? First of all, Ashton, you have to understand from from a fiscal you know perception, right? And and from a, a fiscal perception, uh, puberty blockers, which is what they're giving right. children, uh, they're eight times more expensive when they are prescribed to children. So if they're prescribed to an adult for one year, it's about $15,000 worth of, you know, gross monies, you know, when they, when they write that prescription for children, it goes to between 40 and $55,000 a year. Uh, The company that invented puberty blockers, Lupron was sued in 2003 and deemed a criminal enterprise by the U S government for false advertising and bribing people. This is, this is a company that's saying, Hey, you know what? Puberty blockers are, are, are safe. Um, they're not FDA approved to to use on on gender confused children. We have in Europe that you know I was working over there for years. They finally have realized that hey, you know what? We're waving away these unicorn farts and glitter bombs, and we're realizing that this is this is experimental stuff. We're, we're realizing that we have twenty two year olds with early onset osteoporosis. We have trans men at twenty four having heart attacks. We have nineteen and twenty year olds who have the size hearts and and lungs of twelve year olds because they jumped over puberty. But what's happening in in society? And the same thing. Um, Biden's a perfect example of this. Total idiot. I mean, it scares me to death that we have a president that says things like it's it's trans kids rights to medically transition and has no idea that every single procedure that is done on children is experimental the only process that is not experimental is top surgery other than that we're rolling the dice and then on top of that every study that was done saying that hey it it helps kids uh you know, it helps your, your, their mental health. Uh, they're suicidal. Okay. Well, medically transition. Let's give them three times the dose of, of regular puberty hormones. They're suicidal and they're going to do great. And then we find out that these studies, these mental health studies that come out that say, Hey, you know what? This is a, this is a cure all uh, parents. If you don't do this, they're going to kill themselves. And nobody looks any deeper and realizes that these studies have all been retracted with, oops, we're fucking wrong. Uh, it doesn't help anything. Uh, but the media is not doing anything. The media is not saying anything about it. So we have presidents like, you know, Biden, who's about the stupidest president or leader in the entire world ever on planet Earth, is standing up there like a total idiot going, these trans kids, we need to accept trans kids. And I'm right. all for it. Yeah. I'm all for Dudes, you know, do whatever you want. Girls, do whatever you want. But this is an experimental procedure that doesn't help many people. It doesn't help mental health. In fact, it increases psychosis in these kids by 12%. You know, there's so many things that people don't realize. And so for me, being at 42, sitting back and going, hey, you know what? Maybe I was born in the wrong body. Maybe this is why I've, I've been awkward my whole life. Not that, you know, I was, a, I was an alpha woman who, who has never learned grace or anything. I mean, it was in business sales. Some dude tried to, you know, compete with me. I, I mean, I wiped the floor with him. I made him look like an idiot. I mean, that was my total goal in life. I mean, I didn't fit. And so for me at 42 to fall for these unicorn right. farts and then realize at the end of it that, hey, this is totally experimental and that we're doing this to children and we're doing it to children like me. People say, why are you so passionate? Here's why. Because 67% of these girls that are medically transitioning would grow up to be you know, lesbian women, happy, healthy lesbian women. So conversion therapy, let's talk about that. You know, it would be 43% of these boys would grow up to be, you know, gay. So why isn't that okay? That's not okay. And and then we, then the comorbidities keep, there's always something. There's either autism 
or gifted mentally or gifted artistically or homosexual or abused. So we're taking all the children in society that we're supposed to wrap around, right? All the people that if you've ever loved somebody that really didn't fit as a child, I mean, you're really protective of that child, right? Because you know they're awesome. You know, the world hasn't caught up with how awesome they are yet. And so we're telling those, those children that, hey, there's something wrong with you. There's a fix for this. And they're feeding this and the media is not coming back and saying anything. I mean, it took me two and a half years, thousands of emails, hundreds of phone calls to get an article in Newsweek. You know, one article. And in the last year after that article, man, the unicorn farts are starting to wave away. But then we have, you know, Biden sitting up there going, we need to do this, trans kids. I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But you don't have people like me right. that are stepping up because <laughs> I'm sitting in front of the, the, the uh, camera going, yeah, I was a total idiot. I fell for it. I know it's it's wonderful, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. So being transgender is a decision. You're born one sex. If you want to be the other sex, that's pretty embarrassing, right? Right? So if we tell people that, hey, you were born in the wrong body, what happens at that point? Then, you know, doctors get to write you a prescription and you get to tell the world, I was born in the wrong body. Now I'm going to get fixed. I'm going to get fixed. And then we have insurance companies that have to pay for it. Then we have society sitting back thinking that it has something to do with, with human rights. It's not. You create transgender. And when you create transgender and convince children that they are trans, what you're doing is you are promising pharmaceutical $1.3 million worth of lifetime. And that's just, we're just talking about cross-sex hormones. We're not talking about surgery. We're not talking about uh, puberty blockers, just hormones. Mm -hmm. well, it's, it's unusual for a uh, pharmaceutical company to be engaged in deception, right? <laughs> that never happens. Oxycontin is not, uh, is not addictive. Do you know that Oxycontin was sued? Do you know that Lupron was sued for more money really? than Oxycontin was in 2003, deemed a criminal enterprise by the U.S. government. And then we have a dumb motherfucking president up there saying, it's safe, it's safe. It really is, it's safe. And the problem is, is that we have, we have politicians, we have liberal politicians that can't step outside of the agenda and look at things from a perspective of being neutral. When you look at things from a neutral perspective with medical transition, there is no one that walks away going, yep. I mean, I'm in a documentary where they did uh, coming out in a couple of weeks and they were talking about medically transitioning children. At the end of that, I had everybody in the studio crying. You know. They had just interviewed all the people that did the unicorn farts. And I could tell that they were kind of, you know, grabbed by that. Like, oh, God, I don't want my I don't want the kids to commit suicide. Maybe maybe this is a good idea. By the end of it, there was nobody in that studio that thought, yeah, it's a good idea. In fact, the two people that did the glitter bombs, the surgeons, they actually came out going, oh, shit, this is we can't go against Scott. So this is a PR nightmare. So uh, we're going to say that, yeah, I don't think medically transitioning kids is a good idea. Well, it wasn't a fucking good idea 10 years ago. So why are you saying it now? So we have the, the, the lead surgeon at WPATH coming out saying it's not a good idea to medically transitioning kids. We have the mental health expert that's also a trans woman saying it's not, you know, now we're seeing hundreds. And she, it's an article. Read it. We're seeing hundreds of kids you know, that are not doing well. And so the integrity of these people that we are listening to are people that when you push them in the corner, they can't go anywhere. You cannot go anywhere when you talk to me. You cannot go anywhere and come out thinking, it's a good idea. 
I, I still think it's a good idea to trans kids. Talk about, you, you mentioned quite a few interesting facts surrounding this issue. So you mentioned some, some facts and figures regarding some, some of these children. So 67 lesbian, and you said 40-something percent would be gay men. These are, these are studies conducted by, by who? Well, um, of course, Europe is, is, is pulling back on all this kind of stuff. So these are studies that came out of, uh, of gender clinics in, in Europe. Okay. Basically, and what they found was the comorbidities, there's not just one. The odds are there's two. There's either autistic, mm -hmm. homosexual. I mean, there's something right. that, that's coming out of this. And and it's and these are the kids, right? I mean, everybody in puberty kind of goes through. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, G.I. Joe, a football quarterback dude, right. or your Barbie princess. Right. Nobody feels like they belong, mm -hmm. right? But these kids... The kids that, you know, are attracted to the opposite sex, you know, the, the kids that are autistic, odd fitting, you know, these are the kids that are, are the most right. susceptible. Mm -hmm. And these are the kids that we're transitioning. Mm -hmm. So, and, and so there's also a substantial portion of them, as you said, who have mental health issues as well. Absolutely. Gender dysphoria is a mental illness. And I'm sorry if that, if that hurts anybody's feelings, we've gotten to a point where it is, um, it is unkind to look at a six foot two dude with six inch beard and, and red lipstick mm -hmm. and, you know, say, sir, yeah, it's ma'am. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, we don't want to hurt their feelings, but they go into the you know bathroom with my six year old right. daughter and I'm supposed to go, oh, God, mm -hmm. you were born in the wrong. You're a girl. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's what's happening with our society. And and it's. It needs to stop. It needs to absolutely stop. And we have each different sections of our society trying to take this mm -hmm. on. Feminists are trying to, you know, win the trans and kids thing. We have the conservatives are trying right. to win the trans and kid things. We've got the conservatives. We got the liberals that have their heads so far up their ass they can't yeah. see anything. You know, and so we have all these people. And the truth is, is that what we're doing to children is by far the biggest medical scandal in modern absolutely. history, hands down. This is going to be 50 years from now. People are going to be drinking wine going, how did they do that? How did that right, happen? Right, right, How did they do You know, just like we do with Germany, yeah. like, how did everybody think the Jew? What in the, that would never happen in this society. I used to think about that all the time. Now, I, I'm, I understand we had a president that just stood up and said that, you know, a procedure that benefits nothing mm -hmm. mentally uh, it hurts substantially, you know, takes 10 to 15 years off of people's lives, induces psychosis. And here's another thing mm -hmm. that these kids that were, they're medically transitioning that are suicidal. There's only one long-term study that has ever come out on medical transitioned adults. It was done from 1973 to 203. Do you know what they found? They followed 324 medically transitioned adults. Do you know what they found? They found that the highest point of suicide the highest point of suicide uh, ideation is seven to 10 years after they start medical transition. So we're taking suicidal kids, we're medically transitioning them, we're throwing them into something that's gonna ruin their health. They're, you know, they're not gonna be able to have kids. In fact, the surgeon, you know, Dr. Bowers just came out and said, you know, she's done bottom surgeries on a whole bunch of trans women, not one of them can have orgasms. You know, so they're doing all this stuff, you know, doing all this stuff, and then at the end of it, they're going to be the most suicidal seven to 10 years after medical transition. And these are the kids that we told, hey, you're odd, but listen, there's a cure. So we're going to fix it. And kids listen. And, oh, they're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. And so when the highest point of suicidal ideation, seven to 10 years after, which we call it the uh, seven to 10 year suicide yep. itch as, as a trans community, 
we're starting to hit that. I mean, I've dealt with, with nine suicides this year of kids that were medically transitioned when they were younger, but it's nowhere. It's nowhere. And so people are saying, oh, a better and alive daughter than a dead son. That's bullshit. And the only people that can say it's bullshit is me because I'm transgender. One of the interesting aspects of, of this, one of the interesting angles is so go, going back to the, 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 the gay and lesbian thing is so this is you're, – you're undermining actual the, the gay and lesbian communities, right, by telling children who would otherwise just be homosexual that, oh, no, no, you're, you're actually mm-hmm. trans. You're actually – you're it's, it's almost like, a, like, like launching an attack against those communities. And then obviously there's, there's the feminist angle as well where, you know, as, as we see you know, with the, the whole Leah Thomas thing and, and, and men coming into traditional female spaces and dominating those female spaces, not only in sports, but, you know, there, there are plenty of – you know, female clubs that don't even involve athletic activity that you can that are now will be required to have men come in and it changes the aspect, changes the nature of those clubs as well. So it's like the very people who have been waxing incessantly about gay rights and lesbian rights and, you know, feminism and stuff are undermining are basically doing the, the most to destroy those those communities and the organizations set up around those communities and the the culture around those communities which is just i mean it's unbelievable right it's it's not it's like they were against the the you know right-wing evangelical christian republican stuff and they're they're the ones who are now destroying some of these communities that they 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 apparently um you know supported all well they did support for sure all this time but that they still claim to represent is think about it this way the first time in history for the first time in history, evangelical Christians are siding with gay and lesbian youth. Mm-hmm. You know who's protecting gay and lesbian youth right now? Evangelicals. There's, they're the only ones that have the balls to say, hey, uh, no, to medically mm-hmm. transitioning kids. And who are they saying no to? They're, they're protecting those kids that are going to grow up to be homosexual. I don't know if they know that or not, but right. that's what they're doing. Uh, you know, and so, and here's the problem. I'm, I'm 49. When I was in junior high, that was when gay rights was, was, you know, doing their stuff, right? That was when we were reading all those stories about coming out and the conversion, all yeah. that stuff. And we've realized that conversion therapy doesn't, right. it doesn't work. You, you don't go through that and come out and go, no, I'm not attracted to the, mm-hmm. you know, to the same sex anymore. Now you can choose not to live that life. That is a choice. That's a hard, but the core of who you are does not change. Right. And so we all sat around with our friends going, I would never, ever, ever do that to my kid. If my kid was gay, I would embrace them, embrace them, embrace them. And then society doesn't realize that the LGBTQ is the same place where the evangelicals were 30 or 40 years ago. 30 or 40 years ago, the evangelicals had too much power. They had too much power. And the shit floated to the top, right? You know, cotton, motels, sleeping with dudes, all that kind of... I mean, they were like... And, you know, over here, the LGBTQ is going, yeah, look at them, they're assholes. Uh, But now... The LGBT, all this shit is sifting to the top, right? Mm. We have, you have people in the LGBTQ. I mean, go to a meeting. What are they going to sit around? What are we going to come up with another fetish flag? We don't have enough. <laughs> all, all right. So some people like to have sex in their bed with French fries. Yeah. Let's, let's create that flag. Yeah, right, right, right. And nobody's standing up saying, hey, listen, I don't give a shit about what you do in your bedroom. Go for it. You like potato chips, fries, and sex? Right. Go for it. Mm-hmm. But don't talk to my kids about it. Mm-hmm. Don't get infiltrated into school. I mean, 30 years ago, we promised, the LGBTQ promised we were not after kids. We were not after kids. We wanted same rights. We wanted to sit with our partners uh, who were, you know, dying from camera and not having to deal with, you know, 
your families that wouldn't let us in there. You know, we wanted the same tax rights. We, we wanted this. We wanted that. You know, think however you want about homosexuality. That's fine. But right. we wanted those rights. Yep. And so it took us 50 years to say we're not after kids. Mm-hmm. And then 50 years later, what the hell are we doing? Mm-hmm. We're allowing the medical industry to, to you know, pull our, our lesbians and, and gay, you know, children out. Yeah. We're, we're doing exactly what we said. We're I mean, there are packets in England all over the place, and people don't realize this. They are giving packets like kindergartners <laughs> saying, if you like blue, and I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, right, but right. if you like blue and you're a girl, you're mm-hmm. probably a boy. Right, if you right, ever right. feel uncomfortable, you might be transgender. Yeah. And you have to say to yourself, who benefits from that? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, it's so, it's so interesting, too, because, like, they're – I'm old enough to remember. I'm 30 years old, but I was I grew up in the 90s and early 2000s, etc. And the whole narrative was against basically against gender stereotypes, right? You know, girls can like trucks, Mm -hmm. but now it's like they're using the most vapid gender stereotypes to affirm that you're of another gender, right? So it's like if if you, you know, I used to when I was like five years old, I used to wear my mom's high heels. I thought they were they're kind of funny and cool, right? Because they're different than that's normal. It's normal. You like you like you fuck around, right? And 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 today they'd be like, oh no, actually, you know, maybe Ashton really wants to be a woman. You know, right? That would that would be the message. So let's let's talk a little bit about because you have a lot of experience with this. How, in what ways? Uh, in, in schools, have you seen uh, th- through your research or, or maybe through um, speaking with people about this issue, in what ways have, have schools, for example, and, and other institutions geared at young people led people towards believing that, that they're trans? Are there any concrete examples you can think of? Well, uh, Florida, there's a case in Florida where uh, these parents had no idea that, that their child th- th- thought that they were transgender. You know, and, and the school kind of took a hold of them and said, hey, you know what? We don't have to talk to your parents. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then that child tried to commit suicide. And the parents are like, what the fuck? Right. I didn't even know nothing. I mean, in Australia, there, there's, a, there's a court case that I'm working with the Supreme Court over in Australia where they did the same thing. A mom and a dad, knock, knock, knock. Yep. We're going to take Sarah. You know, took her to Perth and, and medically transitioned her and took the kid away. I mean, these are nice people going, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. We have schools. I mean, I just got an email this morning about a school that uh, she, got a, she got a letter in the mail that had a boy's name. And her last name, and she's like, "Hey, honey, who's this? We have another kid." And the school had changed the name on these on these kids. And and what we're finding is this, and this is what people don't understand: is that conversion therapy for homosexuals does not work. It does not work. It doesn't mean that there shouldn't be therapists, Christian therapists, that people go to if they don't want to live that life. If they don't want to do that, you know, go. You know, you can go here and get. You know, go here and get support. That's fine. Um, but now we have the narrative where the narrative that, that basically conversion therapy for homosexuals doesn't work, which it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. I mean, I think the guy who started, the two guys that started conversion therapy, didn't they end up together or something? I don't know. But anyways, um, it doesn't work. And so, but we're taking that narrative. We're taking the work that the gays and lesbians did for 50 years. And we're taking that narrative and we have stupid motherfuckers like Biden who don't know what's going on. Nobody wants to stand up to the queue. Nobody wants to say anything because you're you're instantly get fired. We have way too much power. Mm-hmm. We are where the evangelicals were 50 years ago. And here's the truth that children that speak to therapists in a loving way, what makes you think that you were born in the wrong body? 82% of them come away 
from gender dysphoria. And here's another thing that men don't seem to understand. You guys are still in power when it comes to, uh, you know, being in, in those positions. And what you guys don't know is that being a, a girl still fucking sucks. No matter what somebody says. And so the majority of females in, on the earth have had some kind of gender dysphoria, it's had some kind of, God, it would be easier if I was a boy. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be easier because you guys don't get it because you're living that life. You don't get it and that's fine, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And so we're taking those, those kids at that time, every girl in the whole universe right. goes through gender dysphoria. We're telling them, that, yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, take a look at Brad Pitt and uh, Angelina Jolie's daughter, which I think they were wonderful with her. Wear whatever you want, do whatever you want. She's, you know, and she's, you know, coming out of it. But she would have been a perfect one that they would start puberty blockers on her. You know, I mean, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's so. I mean, I could just say, you know, the the vast majority of women who I've dated have been very feminine, very attractive. Uh, they were, they pretty much have all told me when they were kids, they were like tomboys, right? And it's, 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 oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, and they, they hung out with boys they played boy sports and stuff like that. It's very normal. Um, and then they grow out of women, you know, who are proud to be women. So this idea that you can, you can know for certainty at at the age of seven or eight, you don't know anything at seven, eight, let alone making life changing decisions. You don't know anything at 10, 12, 14, right? I mean, let alone making these life changing decisions. Uh, how easy is it for for children? Because I know that that uh, some of these liberal states have passed legislation to this effect and have promoted this through uh, various institutions. How easy is it for children to, without parental consent, um, you know, get a note from like the school nurse or whatever, and then start undergoing puberty treatments and stuff like that? And parents being laying out. Uh, it's all affirmative. In fact, in Canada, if if a mental health therapist says, you know, what makes you feel like you're a transgender, they they could get you know, they could get their license taken away. You know, mm-hmm. here in the United it's States, we don't, we don't know that that's happening. That that's passing underneath the radar. I have a cousin that is a is a superintendent over a lot of schools, and you you can't say anything. You can't. I mean, you have to affirm, yeah. affirm, affirm, affirm. And we know if you affirm, 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 the percentage of these kids growing up and, and taking puberty blockers is pretty high. I mean, it's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're yeah. we're pushing this for for children. And instead of, and I think this is great, I actually do um, role plays with senators and stuff, trying to teach them how to come over these word tracks. And basically, it hit me one day. You know, they said, "How do we come? How do we come back from a better alive daughter than a dead son?" They just walk one after another. You know, in those bills, one yeah. after another, after another, after. Oh, what are you supposed to say? Uh-huh. And this is what you say. This is what you say. And uh, I'm having some Christians do this now, and it stops people in their tracks. This is what you say. You get down on, on your knees and you go, Sarah, just because you're attracted to girls doesn't mean you're a boy. Bob, just because you're attracted to Jack doesn't mean that you're a girl. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, let them work that out at, at the end of it. And so, like I said, for the first time in history, whether evangelicals know it or not, they're fighting for a gay you. You! Right, 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 right. So, so that, that, that's, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. And so, and by the way, there've been plenty of documented circumstances. I was just reading one about in uh, Palm Springs, California, uh, a few other uh, cities in California as well, in particular, I think Riverside as well, uh, where the, these um, children would be, were incentivized by their teachers to be told, oh, okay, maybe you are trans. And then they, they, the entire school board, the, the, I'm sorry, the entire school administration, all the children were calling the, the kid by a different gender and a different name and keeping that from the parents. The parents were completely left on, in the dark on this. And this is happening all over the country. It is. And it's, it's truly unbelievable. And, and we have studies like the, 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 I think it was the Wall Street Post or whatever came out with, um, came out with 
children who medically transition uh, or whatever come out and they're happy or they, they it helps uh, medical uh, mental health or something like that. And nobody's taking a deep dive into this. Nobody's taking a deep dive with the fact that all these studies that we're, we're talking about, they're all three to five years. And what did the only long-term study tell us? Seven to 10 years is when it all goes to shit, right? I mean, I mean, I, I read a, a, a suicide letter from a 19-year-old trans woman before she shot, there was blood on the fucking paper. Said, mom, dad, why did you guys let me do this? I was just a gay boy. Now I can't have children. Now the dating pool's been slashed. Why did you let me do this? Right. You know, right. I mean, it's it's nuts. It's nuts it's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, infertility is 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 considered one of the one of the most unfortunate things that, that can happen to somebody, especially if they, you know when they want to have, when they want to have kids. And we're doing this to children at a young age, destroying their their hopes and dreams, destroying their potential to ever reverse from this in a lot of ways. So, what kind of legislation do you think? First of all, you discussed some of the cultural responses that we need to have to it. What kind of legislation do you think would would need to be passed to prevent some of these horrible outcomes? That we're well, seeing? here's here's the first thing, and 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 this is just a slight deep dive that people have to take. You asked about who's getting into uh, medical transitioning of children. Um, I had a, right. I had a surgeon, Dr. Crane in Austin, Texas, who was in San Francisco, had nine medical malpractice cases against him, was banned from conducting surgery in San Francisco, has four or five different medical licenses all over the state. I was the first patient that he did in, in, in Texas. I had six inches of hair on the inside of my urethra. I went to eight different attorneys and they were all excited you know, to, to talk to me about it. It was a slam dunk medical malpractice case. And after two or three weeks, they all came back and said, sorry, we can't take you. Finally, the last one, I had an absolute nervous breakdown. I was throwing shit in my apartment. Well, somebody tell me why nobody's taking this because I feel like I'm crazy. And she said to me, she said that, that trans health is experimental. For me to take your case, I have to create a baseline for care for the surgery that you got. To create a baseline for care is going to take five, $10 million. Your case is worth a couple million. Texas is a tort reform state, which means that medical malpractice cases on experimental procedures are kind of slim to none. Right. As soon as you go up, right, the, right. The do- before they accept the case, the judge is going to go, okay, where's the baseline for care? Oh, there is none? Okay, we'll get that first. So nobody's taking that. We're having doctors, like in my opinion, that Crane are like the fucking scum of the earth, are all going to tort reform states. Texas is the hub for transing kids worldwide. Really? Worldwide. Wow. But last year, last year, (laughs) Governor Abbott took 2.4 million fucking dollars from gender clinics in Texas. Last year. And this year he says, medically transitioning kids is child abuse. Well, it was fucking child abuse last year too. So why'd you take the money? And he says something like that, like that's supposed to fix something. Well, guess what? They're still medically transitioning kids in Texas. So we have politicians like that. We have dumbasses in the, in the White House that doesn't deep dive. We have children that are cutting their lifespan by 10 or 15% early onset osteoporosis, having heart attacks at 25, killing themselves, inducing psychosis, not able to have orgasms, all the kids that we're supposed to surround and protect. These are the people who, whose lives we're destroying, we're allowing to be destroyed. So so the, essentially going back to the, the, the legislation, so it would be basically not having 
uh, any of these any of these surgeries up until 18, and then maybe even after 18, what, engaging some counseling before you can go and and start removing your body parts because you can do it with it without a um, without therapist note as it currently stands. I got kicked off of Twitter for talking about um, uh, the called queer surgery centers. You know what queer surgery centers are? I'm not familiar with that. No, I'm non-binary. I have a penis. Cut it off. Oh yeah, you're mentally healthy. I don't know any healthy mentally you know, stable dude that's going to say, yeah, cut my penis off. Right. Here's the legislation that needs to happen. We need to tell people the truth. We need to tell people the truth. Being transgender is a choice. It's no different than, than plastic surgery. It's no different than getting a, a boob job. And believe me, I'm a fan. I love them. I'm a fan of boob jobs. Love them. They're not life-saving. I am too, for the record. Yeah, they're not life-saving. They're not. They're wonderful to look at. And I don't know I'll offend people. I'm sorry, but they're awesome. They're not life-saving. But wouldn't that be great if, if we forced insurance companies to pay for boob jobs? Listen, I was born with an A cup, but I know I'm supposed to be D. These are supposed to be Ds. This is not who I am. I am a D. Right, right, right. That's what's happening. But transgender is basically you can create an illusion of the opposite sex. And for some people, that creates comfort. Not very many. And that's another thing. We don't follow trans people. I've talked to hundred. I, you know, I run an organization. There are some that are, you know, happy with their transition. Unfortunately, there's not a lot. Go to my site and see it. You'll see it all over the place. Transgender adults all over the world are going, ah, 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 don't do this to kids. Don't do this to kids. Don't do this to kids. You know, and you know, so we need to tell the truth. It's no different than deciding to get a boob job. If you want to medically transition, go for it. It needs to be safe. You need to have rights. People can't discriminate against you. But by all means, it's not some victim thing that you were born in the wrong body. You were born a gender that you don't like presenting as. So you can create a hybrid version of the opposite and go for it. It's not life-saving. It comes with medical complications. Uh, here are the studies. We know what's going to happen. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Any, does anybody follow transgender women? After 30 years on, on hormone, does anybody know what happens to those? Right. Those, the, no, they have osteoporosis, their bones. How many of those, those are in wheelchairs? How many of them are alive? How many 30 to 40 you know, years after medical transition? How many of those motherfuckers are alive? Do you see them? You mentioned the boob job example. And it's obviously, it's way more pernicious than that because a boob job is a uh, much more of a straightforward surgery. It's not experimental. People have been doing like millions of them and it's changeable. And it doesn't involve taking off, you know, sexual organs that can never be re replaced. So, I mean, if somebody walked in and said, hey, doctor, t t you know, cut off my arm, I, I feel like I'm a one-armed man. Uh, no doctor in the world would ever do that. No, no sane one, at least, you know, other than maybe Mengele. Right. As silly as that sounds, that's what we're doing. Right. We're not right. holding people accountable for the truth. And basically, you know, the, the hard truth is it is embarrassing. If you want to be the opposite sex, it is embarrassing. If you think it's easy sitting here saying this, you're wrong. I, you know, I fell for it. I did, you know, and I, and I have no community. Gay people, you know, that are on this, that are fighting against trans, they hate me because I'm a, you know, I basically went against the grain. Transgender people that are out in public hate me. Evangelicals think that I'm, you know, think that I'm a sinner. Liberals, right. who the fuck cares because they're dumb. And then you have conservatives that are, you know, making fun of me. At dinner parties, I have nobody. I get I get attacked from every single angle. If you think this is fun to do this, you're wrong. The reason why I do it is because I made a promise. I knew I was dying, and as soon as I made that promise, 
everything, my health started to come back. And me giving up on this is giving up on my kids. And I will not until children are safe worldwide. So laugh at me if you want. I don't care. For, for me, I think of those, those kids that, that were medically transitioning that are odd, that are different, that would grow up and at 22, 23, realize that, you know what, I might be a little bit different. I might, you know, like the opposite sex. I might, you know, be gifted mentally. I might be, you know, mentally ill, but wow, I'm a creative writer. I mean, there's all kinds of good things that come from being odd, right? And you get about 22, 23, you get your groove on you. I'm different, but that's okay. That's good because Sally, you know, Sally, Barbie doll, and they're fat and have seven kids, you know, so I'm going to try to do something with my life. We steal that from these kids. We steal that time that they needed to create that thick skin. We tell them something's wrong with them. And then at 20 years old, when they realize that, that medically transitioning comes with a lot of damage and it doesn't, it doesn't fix anything because at the end of it, you go, wow, I'm not the opposite sex, but I'm not the other sex either. I mean, what would so people want me to detransition. What am I going to do? Go to the grocery store for the rest of my life going, it's ma'am. I mean, at some point you have to go, okay, I did it and kind of move on. I mean, there's, there's nothing good that comes out of this. There, there's no glory. There's no, I mean, everybody laughs at me. Every, I mean, there's videos of people making fun of me all over the place, but I'm doing it because I made a promise and I'm doing it because those kids that are 22, 23 years old, that we stole that time that they needed to get that thick skin. They are not going to be okay. They're not okay. They're not because everybody lied to them. Society lied to them. Medical industry lied to them. Their parents weren't strong enough to fight things. So they basically are sitting there going, I'm odd. Nobody gives a shit about me. Now my life sucks. My, my health sucks. And I mean, finally, finally, you know, this with this documentary coming out, basically now people that are in power, the trans women that are in power are kind of going, yeah, maybe medical trans is not really for kids. It wasn't for kids 10 years ago. Uh We have the horrid dregs of society and we're listening to them. We have media that is not talking about this because nobody wants to fight the unicorn right. farts and the glitter bombs. No one wants to go against the narrative. And I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll take issue with what you said about you being alone. I think a lot of people, um, you know, I'm here in LA, I'm in the, I'm in the belly of the beast in way. I know a lot of people who are liberal. I know people who are center left, center right. I think a lot of people are reasonable. And I think that your message comes across pretty clear. And, you know, when you're the first or among the first people to take a stand, it seems like a lonely place, but this is how this is how tides turn. This is how opinions turn. This is how we, the Overton window shifts, and we can start talking about these issues is by people like you who have the credibility, who have been through these things, um, explaining what they went through, explaining what they've seen, um, and and spouting off the facts to support it. So it, it, it's a real pleasure to speak to you. I'm I'm, I'm glad we got to do it, and uh, I think a lot of people learned a lot from this. And and let's let's make this conversation continue because it needs to continue because what's happening to a lot of these children uh, is is just it's disgusting, it's despicable, and it's like something that shouldn't be happening in today's day and age in the first world society, and we're, we're destroying lives. Kids deserve us to adult better. Mm-hmm. They deserve that. They, they deserve us to actually parent. It's a verb. To acquiesce to everything that your child wants is not parenting. You're not adulting well if you do that. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Scott, where can people uh, learn more about you, find more of your work? You, know, you mentioned the documentary a couple times. Um, follow, follow your advocacy and, uh, and your projects. 
Well, um, my website, it's uh, trevoices.org. Scott, it's a real pleasure. Thanks for being with me. If you enjoyed our show, please click subscribe to stay up to date with our YouTube channel and podcast. And give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so that we can keep delivering guys some great content. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. We're going to talk about the issues that really matter. Our country, our economy, the Fed, QE, GDP, BTC, NFTs, AOC, the CCP, Cardi B, Ow. Yeezy, Yellow Socks, Iran, Joe Biden's dementia, Come on, man. and probably sex robots. We stand for a free and open debate and exchange of ideas. And if you disagree with anything we talk about, you are a racist and no better than Hitler. What? Let's get started.